This is Thoughts on the Table by DisgracesOnTheMenu.com. Hello and welcome back to Thoughts on the Table, the audio blog on food and food culture. Paolo here again, your host. And with me today, I have Tina Prestia from the blog Tina's Table. Hi, Tina. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to have you, Tina. So, uh, Tina, um, I read your about page and uh, your story is just extraordinary. So I was blown away by uh, your experience because, you know, I've never spoken with anybody who was um, a theater performer um, in New York. And then um, you went to culinary school and then you relocated to Italy. So the whole thing is super fascinating to me. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of dramatic changes, I guess. A few changes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's fine. You know, changes are good. So for people who don't know you, do you want to summarize your story? Because I cannot do it um, properly for sure. Yeah, the short version. <laughs> I'm originally from uh, upstate New York, uh, born to an American mom and an Italian dad, Calabrese mm -hmm. in specific, stubborn, and uh, <laughs> grew up uh, in an Italian-American community um, and then moved to the city to pursue theater. But uh just wasn't happy uh, doing that. Mm. I now realized I was thinking about food uh, <laughs> more than auditioning. So I, after figuring out what the heck I wanted to do, I ended up going to culinary school. Mm -hmm. So I went to the French Culinary Institute, which is now called the International Culinary Center, mm -hmm. and uh, did a variety of things after school. Worked, I sold olive oil for a little while. Oh, I worked really? at my school for four years, and, and that enabled me to take even more courses, which was wonderful. I studied mm -hmm. bread and pastry and catering and Fantastic. wine and um, so you stayed and then, there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then um, met my husband, and then we, well, while he was still my boyfriend, we uh, decided to uh, accept a job after his in um, Nashville. So we lived there for six years, and, mm -hmm. and I was a personal chef there. I understand. Fantastic stuff. So, uh, what did you what did you cook, and for whom? Um, I cooked for a variety of families, um, and I either had a service where I would do a romantic dinner for two, mm -hmm. uh, or dinner party, things like that. But the, the main thing I did was prepare a week's worth of meals in, on one day, and I would pack my car and bring all my pots and pans and shop and plan the menus, and, and I would cook a week's worth of meals, put them in the fridge, leave heating mm -hmm. instructions, and... Um, and then they, they had real food to come home to. So I, I cooked a variety of mm -hmm. cuisines, but definitely Italian was my specialty. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. So uh, did you grow up um, eating Italian because of your dad? I did and I didn't. I mean, I, as I said, I didn't even realize I was in an Italian-American uh, community when I spoke with you earlier. Like, But I realized in my 20-year high school reunion that like over 90% of the names were Italian. So <laughs> it was uh, definitely, you know, every party was surrounded by typical italian american food big six foot long heroes and baked ziti and pizzas and you know there was a just a lot of italian american food and then mm -hmm. uh we would go to holidays to a friend down the street and she was an italian american so she was making stracciatella and stuffed mushrooms and you know so i did grow up around with a lot of it and then obviously anytime i saw my family it was nothing but food <laughs> yes. um at my nonna's house and you know She only spoke, you know, a few sentences. So, you know, hi, how are you? How's your mother? How's the school? You two skinny. And that was about the extent of her <laughs> English. So it went very quickly to eat something. You know? <laughs> It's interesting. So. It's interesting. When I, when I go back to Italy now uh, to visit, I see my grandmother. I still have a grandmother. She's 99. Um, oh, wonderful wow. woman. Yes, she's, she's adorable. Oh. 
And um, the one comment she had after living a year in England is that uh, you turn beautiful, which means you gained weight. <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> so it's associated with being healthy. And uh, yes, so that's, uh, that's funny. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, she was always trying to feed me. And uh, so obviously every holiday was full of, yes. you know, Calabrese food and, and lots of it. And they had a garden and, you know, still tried to continue traditions. So, and my aunt uh, also was a big influence on me because she, well, is, because she is an old-fashioned Italian woman who just cooks everything and they still make sopressata and mm -hmm. make their wine and do all those things you know, jar tomatoes every summer. Yeah, yeah, of course. Do all that hard work. And I think Calabrese people as a whole work very hard for their food. Mm -hmm. They grow everything, make everything. I mean, my cousins in Calabria do, do everything. They press their own oil. They make their own wine. They harvest everything you can harvest and, you know, can it. And, and uh, it's really amazing. Mm -hmm, right. So you have all of that experience plus the culinary school and your work mm -hmm. as, as a professional chef. Um, is this what brought you to the blog right now? Um, I, I'd been thinking about it for a long time. Um, and, uh, it was just kind of such a part of my life. I didn't notice it necessarily. Mm. And then when I visited Italy for the first time in 2003, then my full on Italy obsession started. And that was just as obsessed as I was with the theater. I was as obsessed with Italy. So it just, you know cookbooks and planning my next trip and I, I basically when I wasn't here I always had one foot on the door ready to hop on a plane to be here interesting so Italy Italy seems to do that to people um yeah does. I'm one of those people you know I have uh, several friends um Nick Zingale for instance who is an Italian-American and he also very similarly to you he grew up in a neighborhood surrounded by Italian-Americans thinking of himself as you know Italian, because, you know, that's how they were referred to by other people. But then at one point, he decided to go back to Italy and find his own roots. We were in, um, in Molise. Mm. And, um, and yes, and then from there, um, he discovered that continental Italy um, of today, because that's, uh, that's the reality, right? Italian-American is a bit of a snapshot of Italy of, you know, a century ago. And, Absolutely. Uh, it is. It is. It must be similar for you, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you just, uh, there are things that my family does in the States that, you know, Italians here don't do. And, that, and that's another reason why I'm doing the blog and, and why I want to add um, videos eventually to my, mm -hmm. to my blog and, and YouTube channel making pasta, because uh, all of the women that we see my age and my, you know, I'm in my 40s. Um, and I see women, you know, in a range from 30s to 50s, you know, the parents at my daughter's school, and, and mm -hmm. none of them make pasta. None of them are doing this. They don't have time. You yeah, know? No. And, and so, so people my age aren't doing that. And I think that's the reason why uh, Pasta Granny started, too. Vicky wanted to, I don't mm -hmm. know if you're familiar with Pasta Granny. Oh, like yeah. She wanted to kind of record these things. And, Love it. and I kind of want to create videos to, to help visual learners do it because there's so many books on the market. I don't mm -hmm. need to do that as much as just visually show people how to form the shapes Right. because I can't read it. I can't read it and figure it out. I just need to see someone do it. So yeah. I hope I can just kind of be that visual reference for exactly. people. People aren't, they need to keep these things going. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, back in the days, your, your mother would probably teach you. And, uh, and now maybe you can't have that. Uh, so you have to go to YouTube, but uh, still yeah, a visual reference is what you need for sure. It's an amazing uh, thing to have. I mean, I just watch it on those all the time <laughs> on there. 
and it and it helps. Yeah, yeah, I know it's beautiful stuff. It is. I mean, you know, pasta grannies and just other people recording their nonnas. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, important. Yeah, I, I love that, especially how um, sort of careless these ladies are. <laughs> in a way, yeah. they've mastered it so much that they they handle you know the dough and maybe knives for cutting it um, almost without looking and without yeah. caring. It seems like they're completely mechanical and you know nothing to it. But for us, yeah. it's such an amazing art. It's beautiful. Well, it's like Jacques Papin. Have you seen him? On, he's like a ballet dancer. He's so graceful on his cooking shows with his knife because he's just so well practiced. It's yes, no, I know gorgeous him. to watch him. It's the same thing. It's just he doesn't have to think about it. It's just a part of his arm, his knife. Yeah. And uh, about pasta, obviously, we should also mention that you're now based in Bologna, which yes, yes, if you want, is the capital of pasta. <laughs> I would say it's definitely pasta land. Yes. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw on my Instagram the other day, my daughter is going to swimming camp. Well, she just finished swimming camp, but mm -hmm. uh, she comes home with homemade tagliatelle. They brought in some nonnas and made tagliatelle with the kids. At, Fantastic. Swimming camp. I was like, what? That's okay. what they do in summer camp. Um, tagliatelle. Fantastic. I thought that was brilliant. So. Yes, yeah, so um, of course Emilia Romagna is is the heart of of, of a, a lot of dishes. Some consider it the, the most Italian of Italian food, if you want. Um, and of course, uh, you know some staples, which we mentioned: tagliatelle al ragù, uh, and then you have you know tortellini. These are all yeah. lasagna. These are all fantastic uh, things. And Parmigiano, of course, is uh, king there. Yeah, and balsamico, mortadella, prosciutto, yes, Modena, and it's balsamic vinegar. It's just just amazing. But all of the regions are amazing. I mean, every one is so different. Yeah, that's another thing that uh, people don't necessarily know. Um, there's so many different parts of Italy, and Italy as a nation has only been together for um, 150 something years, and uh, it still yeah. shows that you know every city is different. It's amazing because even within one region you get variances and it, then the dish will have a slight variance and a different name mm -hmm. and a different way of being made, you know, in, in towns that are only like 15 minutes apart. Right, exactly. So it's it's just fascinating because I'll never learn it all and I want to, but <laughs> it's a fun yeah. fun to try. <laughs> And another problem with that is that uh, you can't quite define uh, what is a, the actual recipe of something, right? So there's variations. And if you get some of the best cookbooks, they don't agree on the proportions necessarily. They agree on the general idea, but they don't necessarily uh, mention the same exact proportions. And some may feature additional ingredients or subtract some. Right. Yeah, because everything's personalized. You're cooking for your family when it comes down to it. So traditional or not, if someone likes less garlic you put less garlic right but it's fascinating and and it's just it's amazing i mean the the variety of just pasta flour and water or flour <laughs> and eggs yeah yeah, yeah different shapes and fillings and it's fantastic so did, did you learn now how to make pasta or did you know how to make pasta before as well i already did know how mm -hmm. to make pasta but i did want to learn how to um roll out the dough mm -hmm. by hand with the, oh, with the okay. rolling pin. So that I did learn how to do here um, and just refined my technique, you know. I mean, but granted, when they teach you in Bologna, they teach you how to make it the way they do it. And mm -hmm. you can go to Puglia and the kneading technique will be slightly different right. or, you know, obviously they're using different flour and water versus egg. They're using, you know, durum wheat yes. instead of double zero. But, you know, they're just uh, 
even in Puglia, you got the women in old body making the rigette in one way, and mm-hmm. the rest of Puglia is making it another. Have you seen them? No, actually, I don't know the difference. Yeah. Oh, there's mm-hmm. a what is it called the um, arcobasso method in um, oh. Puglia. Everybody usually makes a rigette by flipping it over the thumb. Yeah. But in, in this little old street in Puglia, these women are doing exactly what you were talking about, like not even looking at what they're doing anymore because they're so fast, mm-hmm. and their technique for making a is totally different. Interesting. It's really hard too. You can watch them, and they're they're really amazing. Yeah, I've seen a couple of ways to do it, so it's probably what you're referring to. Uh, I have to research it some more. Yeah, I'm from the north, so I don't quite know these things at all. You're risotto land, right? Yes, I'm <laughs> <in> risotto land. <laughs> <laughs> do you eat polenta too? In, yes, polenta. In uh, fact, yeah. uh, we're polentoni, right? They say. <laughs> I don't know if you heard this term. Yes. Yes. Uh, so let's talk for a second about Bologna. Um, Bologna is not the most famous city to tourists, even though it's in this crossroad. Um, so you, if you go to Italy, you probably travel through Bologna by train or by car. You have to go through that. But many, uh, many people don't know it's uh, also a gorgeous city. Um, so how would you describe it? It's, it's a, well, first of all, it's a wonderful place to live and it's changed in the last five years a lot. We are getting more tourists. One of the reasons why we chose Bologna was the position. And because as you said, it's a transportation hub, all the speed trains stop here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did want to, as I said, want to learn how to roll out dough by, you know, rolling pin and all that. So we chose for a, a variety of reasons. But there weren't many tourists at all. I never heard English. And that was one of the reasons why we came is because I wanted to hear Italian and learn Italian better. And um, and now I hear English more almost every day. Mm. And that never happened. So I'm starting to see buses and tour groups and, and things like that. So it is changing. And in the last year, it's been it's getting more attention. But mm-hmm. uh, describing it, it's a it's a beautiful place. It's about the size of Florence. Mm hmm. So it's it's very walkable, and what's amazing for for me, who doesn't like to go in the sun, is the, the miles and miles of uh, porticos. Yes. So there, you can be out in the rain or out in the sun and hide under the porticos, and it makes it really, really yeah, nice yeah. for those of us who don't have a car who walk everywhere. Yeah, along with uh, Turin, these are the two cities that uh, are yeah. very famous for those porticos. And yes, you're right. You can you can walk without an umbrella because you know you're always pretty much covered. And there's also, you know, a very important university. So that's also yes. part of the character of the city. The classrooms are spread all around the city center. They are. They are. And you can even see the old, um, the what is it, the Archigenasio, the, the old, um, the theater where they would do dissections and things like that. It's Ooh. really a cool room. Um, and uh, the oldest part of the university is really beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about the blog a little bit more. So can you can you go back to it? So how was it started, really? What was the idea? Um, I had thought about doing a blog for a long time, but I wasn't quite sure. So I just didn't start it because I wasn't sure what I thought about the medium. I, I didn't necessarily read a ton of them because mm-hmm. it's time, you know, we're all busy. Um, but I was continually buying cookbooks, reading cookbooks. I mean, I read cookbooks all day, every day. It's an obsession. And I, I'm just continually reading about Italian cuisine. And and I just had so much information in my brain. I'm like, what am I doing this for? I have to put this down somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I figured, especially since I was living here, that I would, you know, kind of share my what I'm learning and my adventures and, and give travel, you know, information and, and recipes, obviously, and uh, just my culinary <laughs> journey here. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's aimed at North Americans. Um, it obviously, it's written in English. There is a flag, though, for people who want to oh, read it in Italian. Oh, it's translated. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. By Google, so it's probably a pretty funny translation, but uh, <laughs> Well, it's good to have it. Um, yeah. yeah, because obviously Italians are interested too, but uh, the main uh, focus from, from what I, I read is, uh, you know, to tell people, hey, this is how it's really done here. Um, so there's also tips yeah. and tricks, introductions on uh, these recipes, uh, great food photography with step-by-step -step pictures. Thank you. <laughs> yes, um, beautiful stuff. And uh, yeah, you just started really a year or so ago, um, mm -hmm. uh, which is already a big milestone, but, you know, compared to other food blogs, you're relatively new, but you're... Yeah. Your style is very clean and you, you're doing really great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> it's a big learning curve, isn't it? It is. It is. Especially the food photography for me was, was a, yeah. a huge challenge. Yeah. And still is. So, but. Yeah. Um, I'm still learning my camera, learning the photography, composition, everything. It's a lot. It's almost like the writing is a secondary part, you know, because it's just, you, you have to learn WordPress and the photography and social media and all that other stuff. It's a lot. That too, yes. Um, and of course, you know, the recipes are traditional Italian recipes, hence the canola award that you uh, received. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to not Americanize things, and I'll, I'll include a substitute ingredient if I need to, but I'm attempting to write, you know, in English the way the recipe would be written for an Italian, like with the actual ingredients and techniques that are used. So I'm, right. I'm trying to not just change it. Um. So, Tina, what is next for you for the blog? You said videos, is that right? Hopefully, I'm, I'm still. I, I just I'm still fumbling through the learning curve of the, just the blog alone. But I, I really do want to to video pasta making and and just the techniques, the manual techniques, so people start making it because it's it isn't as hard. I mean, all the things that we buy were once made in the home for the most part, unless it's something crazy. But you know, mm -hmm, bread, sure. crackers, you know, all this stuff that we think has to be a store bought product was was made in the home mm. jam you yeah. know all that yeah so it's not something that they can't do for centuries illiterate people were making these things they couldn't even read and write you know like yeah, yeah people course. can make these things you mm -hmm. just have to learn how to do them i mean i couldn't make pasta before the egg was always falling out of the fontana you know and <laughs> going out the side and you know i made a mess but you know then you you figure it out yep practice and it's a fun thing to practice so Fantastic. it's a delicious way to learn you know that's a great uh, initiative to, to try and catalog the many kinds of Italian pastas with, with videos and, and recipes. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, if anyone wants to be my cameraman, then I'll get them out there faster. But <laughs> at this point, it's a one-woman show for now. So my yeah, husband it's hard. has to uh, you know, hard. help me a lot. And he's not a cameraman either. So <laughs> I don't do videos. It's, it's just too hard. But, but yeah, it would be fantastic to, to have them. Uh, for me as well. One day, one day, maybe I'll have a kitchen with some kind of a setup and cameras already built in or something. It would be very useful. Yeah. Hmm, thinking about it. Or at least, at least get your nonna on tape. Oh, yes. Oh, boy. That's a bit too late. She's not cooking anymore, but... Um, She's not, uh, no, but she could talk to you about it. She could still talk about food, so... She cooked she her own meal up until um, eight months ago. And then she wow. moved to a retirement home, and she's super happy there. 
and she actually helps make some desserts. They they you know enroll those uh, who are uh, willing and able to do it, and so she still she still does something. But she used to cook her own meals and live in her own home in Milano. In Milano, in the in the area of Milano, yes. Oh, okay. So yeah. But but not but not anymore now. <laughs> Trouble standing up. Uh, but but yeah, it's super sad. But um, but at the same time, uh, yeah, she's happy. So we're very happy. I'm gonna go there right. um, probably in a month or two again. Oh, now good. that I'm based in England, I can go frequently. So I love that. Yeah, thank you, Ryanair. Yeah, well, there's the EasyJet for us. Ah, they fly okay. everywhere in Europe um, for quite cheap if you're willing to <laughs> get through that. Once you're on the plane, it's totally fine. But um, but then um, you know they make you walk a lot to get on this plane. It's a plane back to oh. back with another plane, so you have people <laughs> disembarking and you getting on, pretty much like on the bus. It's pretty crazy. But um, but once oh, you're funny. on it, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> once, once you're on it, it's okay. It's safe at least, you know, and they, they get you there. So yeah, I do that. Fantastic, it's Tina. Funny. It's been a pleasure talking with you out of time for this episode um okay. it's fantastic having you well thank you for having me likewise and yeah good luck with everything um enjoy bologna enjoy the summer and uh, look forward to seeing your videos now thank you <laughs> <So> <laughs> no <what>? pressure <laughs> thank you very much all right talk soon thank you bye-bye bye-bye